This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is broken, Dean's all whack. Dancers, they are toe shoes full of crazy. Please bring fun cast back. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we are back to continue with more Season 7. Chris, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? We, we're recording this shortly, right. shortly after Mother's Day, and uh, that's right. And you know, R.I.P. Mary Winchester, or not, mm-hmm. I don't really know what's mm-hmm. happening with Mary Winchester right now. I see weird screenshots, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> did, did she punch Hitler? I don't know, but did you have a good, I don't know. Did you have a good Mother's Day weekend? I did. Um, I'm. I'm feeling more uh, beloved as a mother each day that passes. Okay. And uh, I'm glad that my kids are finally starting to appreciate all that I've done for them over mm-hmm, the years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I ate a lot of sushi, so you know how it is. This is a typical Mother's Day. Yeah. Typical Mother's Day. <laughs> much, much like Sam and Dean, uh, my mom has passed away. She's dead, so we don't really do a whole lot except you know. Um, I watched a, a movie about wolves, so that's fine. sure. Yeah, as you do, as you do on a on a d- other kind of typical Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the episode, let's thank all of our friends over at patreoncom slash of the week. They donate a small amount of money every month and get cool rewards like access to our Discord channel or postcards or just all kinds of cool stuff that's neato. Um, if you want to do that, you should because you'll get access to exclusive episodes and episodes early. So go go check all of that stuff out over there. Yeah. Chris, Jeremy, <laughs> this this is the time where you hit us up with the uh, summary of season seven that you have pre-written, so, that you have taken time out of your day. You have thought about this uh-huh. podcast in your in your spare time and thought, oh, I need to do some work. So here's the thing: <laughs> I ju- I I began writing the cold open. Began and then That's an interesting way to phrase this. I began writing the cold open, or not the cold open? Excuse me, the road so far. And then you said. I'm Jeremy Greer, and I realized my time was up. <laughs> the podcast was, was starting. But uh, I think it's it's pretty safe to say our hunks are in trouble. Okay. So far, they've lost just about everyone and everything they've ever known. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, Sam is uh, grappling with Lucifer's uh, continuing control over his mind and actions, uh, and Dean is still struggling against his own sinking feelings of depression while trying to uh, put everything he has left in him into finding Dick Roman and defeating the Leviathans. So uh, our boys are are pretty strung out to say the least here. Yeah, it's been it's not been a good year, uh, and I, I kind of like the way that season seven. And I believe you have told me in the past that this was uh, intentional on behalf of the writers and and the uh, showrunners. But I really enjoy that they've put the brothers kind of off their their game a little bit. Like they're not driving around mm-hmm. on the Impala. They don't have a home base like Bobby's house anymore. Like they don't even have a home. Uh, they don't even have a home uncle at this point. Bobby's gone too. No. Uh, no. So I just I really enjoy that they're just kind of out here trying to get stuff done. They're kind of run ragged. Like Dean is is not in a very good place. Sam is in an even worse place. So I, I'm kind of enjoying that they're 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 messing with our boys so much. Sort of enjoying their suffering. I'm enjoying their suffering, Chris. That's what I want to say. Uh, <laughs> the episode that we're covering today is season seven, episode sixteen, "Out with the Old," written by Robert Singer and Jenny Klein, and directed by John F. Showalter. The uh, the tag on this episode, Chris, I didn't just, I just thought this was weird because the tag on this is double trouble. And uh, it's it's been about a week since we recorded. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if you remember the tag on the previous episode, 
I don't. It was also double trouble. So I don't. I don't. <laughs> is really, one of them just wrong? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe the wiki is, is that just the tagline? Like, because now uh, the tagline for just the show is Supernatural Join the Hunt. That's yeah. sort of like that's their their trademark is the Join the Hunt thing. Because I don't mm-hmm. think that they could trademark the word Supernatural. But maybe season seven they were trying out some new some Supernatural. New Double trouble. <laughs> well, like, you know, this is ever since season six, uh, we've had a, like official episode summaries available, and they usually mm-hmm. like start out with an all caps sentence. Um, for example, Bobby revisits his past, or uh, once upon a time, actress Megan Ori guest stars. <laughs> or and this is this is my uh-huh. favorite tagline jason doring from ringer and veronica mars and nicholas leah the x-files guest star dean gets stuck in the 40s <laughs> like that's it's just all in caps <laughs> so i try to i try to filter that out a little bit when we talk about it on the show but seriously like i'm looking at the wikipedia and both of them are just double trouble right now so that's that's a little weird it's probably a yeah. mistake of some kind but it's very it's funny to be. me or they just also thought it was funny. I mean, they can't be double trouble if they only use it once. They had to use it twice. They had to, to make use it double. It, they had to use it twice. I uh, also neither one of these episodes, Repo Man or Out with the Cold, really feel like a double trouble kind of episode. So I'm not no, sure. No, right? for sure they don't. <laughs> so that's just a tagline for the boys now. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. the Winchesters, or as we like to call them, double trouble. So double trouble. So anyway. Uh, Season 7, episode 16, Out with the Old. After a ballerina is found dead from dancing herself to death, Sam and Dean look into the case and discover the ballet slippers she wore were cursed. When Dean accidentally touches the shoes, the power of the curse starts to take hold of him. That's right, everybody. It's a dance episode. (laughs) You ready to see Dean move? I wish. (laughs) Uh... I, you know, we, we get our kind of previously on segment, which re- reminds us about curse boxes, which we haven't seen since mm-hmm. season one or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Presumably that, that storage facility full of like dad's old shit is still out there under like the 40 dog hill or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And it also reminds us that the Leviathans are building something in Wisconsin and that uh, Sam has a, a version of Lucifer that's torturing him in his head, like his, his own mental Lucifer and living with him. Yeah, that's kind of a huge bummer. And then we get into our cold open, and uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kind of, I'm not gonna bury the lead on this one, Sam. I just called you Sam. You sure, <laughs> did. I, was, I was reading the word Sam. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna bury the lead on this one, Chris, because there's a uh, this this chick just gets into some ballet shoes and she literally dances into her feet yeah. explode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we need to lead um, up to that at all. Like, no haunted shoes uh, and her feet just come off and they explode in blood, and it's a bad time uh, specifically for her. Uh, damn, she a dancer. <laughs> And she ain't got feet. And she ain't got feet. Uh, I like number one. Curious if your feet explode, that doesn't really feel like it's a fatal injury. Well, obviously, obviously, it'd be very painful, right? <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> you think you think that'd be like instant death if your foot, feet exploded? I they looked like it, it pretty gnar. Like all the blood in her body may have come out at the same time. Uh, this scene, as much as we're brushing over because it doesn't matter, I actually <laughs> like this scene. Uh, it's this girl. She's you know basically shown to be sort of like uh like a diva i guess like everybody else is being like oh she does whatever she wants she shows up late she doesn't care so this girl is here practicing ballet by herself but she puts on this classical music and this the building like swelling of the music uh as clearly something starts to go wrong as the shoes start to take over and start to make her dance on her own uh, I think it was actually like a really well done scene as the music builds she's getting more and more out of control until you know her feet explode 
it's a uh, it's very funny that that when she's like doing her twirls or her pirouettes or whatever um she's 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 going out of control so she kind of throwing her arms out but at the same time sometimes she just puts her arm above her head again like she's actually doing the dance yeah, like she's still into it yeah <laughs> she's like i'm just instinctually doing this even though I can't yeah, she can't myself. break that instinct <laughs> <laughs> i've done this for, for i'm literally 28 years old i've been doing this since i was like six months old i cannot stop yeah, myself from yeah. doing this properly <laughs> Um, this is you mentioned like it was pretty gnar. This is a very gnarly death for Supernatural. Like we've been getting to some mm-hmm. kind of to some some pretty horrific deaths in this season, and I, I'm a fan for it. I'm a fan of it. I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah. like the feet exploding yeah. is is extremely good to me. Um, I think there's a lot in this episode that really works for me. It's not an important episode really in any way, shape, or form. But um, so we we get our splash screen, of course, and then we come to the boys. And the first thing that I wrote down here was just like same Dean in the snow. Uh, how often are they filming in any other weather other than like late fall <laughs> where it's just rainy in, in Vancouver? I don't know what, what season they, they film in, but it's rare that we see snow in this show. It is. Yeah. I haven't, I'm trying to remember if there was another time that we saw snow. There may, might've been snow during the uh, Christmas episode in season three. And I'm sure there's been like one or two other occasions, but yeah. it really is kind of rare. They just seem to not film in that kind of weather. Um, our, we begin the episode uh, with Dean getting a phone call from Frank, as we have with the last couple of episodes, and Frank mm-hmm. kind of filling Dean in on the Leviathan movings, but not giving Dean any actual usable information. So, like, Dean's like, I don't know what to do with the fact that he, he's, fun- like, that Dick Roman is funding an architectural dig, or that he bought a factory in, in China, or any of this. I don't know what to do with any of this stuff. I'm trying to just find out yeah. information about him locally, and, and Frank is not really helping with that. I like Frank. I like his character. I think he's fun. I like Dean's interactions with him. Uh, but I started to just sort of be like, eh, they just are sort of replacing Bobby with this other character. Um, not in terms of the relationship between the, the characters, uh, but the plot device of a person on the phone with Dean who sometimes doesn't have to even actually be there so they don't have to pay the actor. Uh, they're just speaking to Dean, giving him details, giving him updates. Uh, it's not exactly the same as Bobby, but I started to sort of at the beginning of this episode become wary of that. It's a uh, it's a trick. Um, this character is kind of a one note character for me, and mm-hmm. I, I do like Frank, but I I also don't really need a whole lot more Frank. And uh, I, I think well. this, this, <laughs> and amazingly <laughs> enough, maybe maybe someone out there is listening to me. Uh, the uh, Sam comes up. And uh, tells tells Dean, or I think Dean says something like, "Oh man, you look you look like you haven't slept a wink." And uh, Sam yeah. is very brutally honest to Dean, which is something that I very much appreciate. He just I was so happy. He just yeah. straight up tells Dean, like, "Yeah, every time I try to lay down and go to sleep, Lucifer is in my head." Like, I think it, it, it is at this point that he was singing. Um, uh, Stairway, Stairway to, to Heaven, just nonstop, nonstop. on repeat. Dean's yeah. like, good song. And Sam's like, yeah, not 50 times in a row. Yeah, and uh, yeah he, he comes as loud as Lucifer is probably <laughs> Yeah, Sam just comes in looking like shit, got his cup of coffee, just trying to stay awake. And it seems like this is a conversation they've already had, um, which restored my faith in in their relationship a little bit, where I can imagine after we left off uh, last episode with Sam sitting alone while well, demon had fallen asleep and sam is sitting in the in the motel room burning and lucifer's laughing at him uh i could imagine that basically that next day dean wakes up and is like hey sam you didn't sleep uh and then sam just comes clean with it which um shows that they're they're not wasting any more time on that kind of needless secret keeping yeah i was really expecting after the end of episode uh 15 to to have like sam trying to hide this until the the season finale or whatever i couldn't quite remember how this resolved so very happy to hit that this just works um yeah sam um, has also brought a case with him he's brought the case of, of the uh the exploding feet 
Um, mm-hmm. So they go to the local police station and kind of wait in line and have this like weird exchange with the the guy behind the counter where they're like, "Hey, we need the evidence," and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're FBI agents. We forgot to tell you that." Yeah, <laughs> this this whole this whole scene just felt a little weird to me for some reason, and like kind of good. Like I like these weird like because it always has to be fucking mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. when they go into these police stations. So like having it be a, a, a weird is is good. Yeah. Um. It is. Yeah, I thought it would serve more of a purpose, but it really is just a d- weird interaction. It's just it's not as smooth as they usually go. It doesn't like really cause any problems, but it's just a guy who's like kind of giving them an attitude, and that's it. Um, but yeah, I appreciated that. They're in Portland. Um, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a anything. If that means anything, are but, they in uh, Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon? I never could figure that. out. I assumed they were in Portland, Oregon, okay. but I don't actually know. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> no, yeah, they are. In, they're in Portland, Oregon, because. Uh, Say say something about the coffee, and Sam says, "No, that's Seattle. Uh, Seattle and Portland, Maine, are very far apart." So I f- feel like nobody's confusing them. Yeah, I just looked it up on the Wikipedia, and it said uh, forty-five degrees north and one hundred twenty-two degrees west. That's the that's the GPS. Oh, course. sure. So just sure, you needed to know that. G- the Wikipedia mm-hmm. has you covered. Covered. Great. Um, so yeah, they uh, they <laughs> they get the info they need, mm-hmm. um, but then uh, we get. Uh, a shot of a little girl at the police station and she is there with her dad who's a cop who's you know processing the evidence or whatever she sees the ballet shoes and they are calling to her like the one ring and she's golem i uh if it's bring your daughter to work day i think bring your daughter Mm -hmm. work today work to work day is is very important it gives you know young women an opportunity to see their fathers working and see like jobs and how the real world works and all this other kind of stuff maybe you don't bring them into the evidence lockup yeah like maybe yeah. you don't because that place has got to be full of like heroin and cocaine mm-hmm. and guns, oh for sure <laughs> bloody rags uh-huh. dna samples this yep. i mean Bullets, literally just <laughs> the last place you would want to bring your little girl to, to go hang yeah. out in. like maybe you could show like oh hey this is the evidence lockup when people do crimes and we collect evidence to, pro- to put them in jail this is where we keep the evidence but i don't think that you'd put her in there and like okay honey you sit in here and do your homework next to these bloody ballet shoes yeah <laughs> Well, that's actually the 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 interesting thing about these ballet shoes is that they have no blood on them whatsoever, that's despite true. the bloody mess that they left this woman in. She uh she, she kind of covets these things, like you said, like it's the one ring, and uh and police daddy basically says, hey, no, you you can't do anything with that. So she goes to the bathroom, and to her surprise, the ballet shoes are just in the bathroom, kind of waiting for her. And yeah. uh, while all of this is happening, Sam and Dean realize that the ballet shoes are probably cursed and try to go find them, and uh. You find out from police daddy that they're with her little girl. And then we get what has to be one of the weirder scenes in this episode with yes. Sam and Dean <laughs> barging into the women's bathroom, uh, f- seeing this little girl who has just put these shoes on and uh, the ballet shoes have, have changed their size to f- so they fit her perfectly and has begun to dance. Much again, like the one ring. Much like the one ring. Thank you, Chris, for continually bringing up Lord of the Rings. I have to edit all of that yep, out every welcome. single episode. I'll, I'll <laughs> keep doing it. People don't ever know about the extra 45 minutes of content they're missing out that I have Takes to edit out. Takes four hours to edit these podcasts. So long. Uh, they pick this little girl up and then they start trying to rip her shoes off while she's basically kicking at them the whole time. Yeah. Did you think that somebody was going to come in during this and try to I for sure them? thought this was going to be like, construed the wrong way, um, but it isn't. Nobody comes in and yells at them or anything. It's just a little girl kicking them or kicking Dean in the face over and over again. She just keeps going, sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, but yeah, it's a ridiculous scene while these two gigantic men try to 
pry uh, this tiny pair of ballet shoes off of this tiny, tiny little girl, and they can't do it because, you know, curses. Because, again, much like the One Ring, they give the, the wielder great strength. I don't know. All right, I'm going to stop with that. No, no, please continue. Like, what does the One Ring do exactly to, to the people that wear it? I don't really know. Give some strong powers. It lets you control all the other rings. That's it's the ring. Of, anyway, the equivalent power. They find a price ring. sticker. <laughs> they get the they get these shoes off, and they find a price sticker um, with a store called Out with the Old. And they were like fourteen ninety nine. They were very. It was a cheap buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, okay, this is this is now our uh, our next destination. They take the shoes. They get in the car. They drive over there. Um, but you, Dean starts kind of getting. Would you say that the ballet slippers have a cheap price but a heavy cost? Oh wow! Yes, absolutely. That's so You're deep welcome. of you, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. I'll that, yeah. Um, come, come, come uh, to me. Come to me for all your needful things. I got you. I'm putting that in my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I completely interrupted you. So please continue about the shoes that were in the trunk. Memes come at a che- cheap price, but a heavy cost. Um, so they're driving. Dean starts to get kind of like a little itch, like he wants to dance. He starts talking about it, and they're like, "Hey, the, you know, the shoes were in the." in the trunk but they look back and now they're in the back seat and they're uh now they're dean's size as well he's he's been <laughs> this fallen this, victim to the call <laughs> this 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 comment from sam where he says uh like first off dean's like weren't those in the trunk and sam's like yeah also dean are those your size and i know that these yeah. are dudes are brothers and they have been traveling and basically cohabitating for most of their lives but uh like do, do you know any of your siblings shoe sizes at all i don't i, I don't i mean i couldn't I, I could not even begin to tell you have no everybody idea. in my family knows my shoe size well yeah that's because it's a ridiculous 22 everybody remembers yeah. the 22 in the, in the family i think i think jared Pedalecki is seriously like a 14 and that guy's like 100 feet taller than me and i have a 16 <laughs> my life um, is a mess so they get there before they go into the store uh we get this kind of just basically like a cut to a, a hardware store where a real estate agent is kind of given the hard sell to this this old man that owns the the hardware store. Uh, the real estate's name is Joyce. Real estate agent's name is Joyce, and she's kind of on pictures that we're going to mm. see kind of throughout the episode. But she's basically saying like, "Hey, uh, you know, you should sell me your property," and he's saying no. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a weird aside before we get into um, the the titular episode. What? That's not a thing. The the titular store of the episode? I'm just going to stop saying titular. Yeah, I guess so. so. I don't know. I had that in my notes way later in the episode, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't matter. Um, so they um, they go into the store. Um, they talk to this dude named Scott Freeman, I believe. He's the son of the previous owner who recently passed away. Um, and unbeknownst to him, he's just been you know opening all of these curse boxes and selling the things in them because he's just trying to sell off everything in this antique store for cheap and just you know move on with his life because none of this had any value to him it was just his mom's store um and so they're suddenly like oh shit okay well we need to know all these things that you sold and who you sold them to because this is some bad shit this is some bad mojo as they like to say uh and then cut to a woman who is holding uh an antique tea kettle and um within a few minutes she is compelled into just drinking scalding boiling water and i guess she dies from that (laughs) 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like the way that this scene, like, because they, they, they basically, to me, this is great, right? So they've set this whole thing up as, oh, this dude has sold a bunch of cursed objects, and now we have to go hunt them all down. So to me, this is like hijink central. This is what I was looking for in this mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way they set up the, the tea kettle thing is really great, because they showed you like a, an old-timey meat grinder to kind of maybe make you think that, oh, yeah, oh yeah. maybe it's going to be that. And then they show her like walking over to the dinner table, and you're like, oh, what's, what's on that dinner table? Does she have an old pen? What's it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, was, I, was, I was going, I was full on my warehouse 13 bullshit like i was re- i was waiting to see if it was like einstein's pad right like, or whatever <laughs> yeah. um instead it was the tea kettle and yeah I'm, I'm sure drinking forcing boiling hot water down your gullet is is a bad thing so yeah um but the back at the store the boys see that all of these items were kept in a safe that was covered in symbols um like magic type symbols and they're like um Really, dude? They're like giving him a hard time about it, which is he's like, "What the fuck? Why would I know any of this?" <laughs> Sam starts yelling at him, like, "Wouldn't your mom want you to do this? Like, where is she anyway?" And he's like, "She died last week." Yeah. And Sam's Please like, "Oh stop. shit!" Oh, yeah, Sam has to has to rein it in and be like, "Damn it, okay, sorry about that." Um, but so now they're like, "All right, well, we got to go hunt down all these objects. We got to find this stuff." Um, and they head to the home of the woman with the tea kettle. Yep. They find her boiled to death. <laughs> they call the cops, and then they just. They're like, all right, Sam there's been an accident. This, Sam reports this in and, and claims that his name is Bruce Hornsby, which is one of yeah. like the it's just one of the weirdest jokes on Supernatural. <laughs> the, all of the rock star stuff. Uh, I, I thought I remembered enjoying all of the rock star names a lot better than I actually do on, on this rewatch because it's, uh, it's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb, and like, Bruce Hornsby is maybe like the king dumb of Dumb Mountain man. Like it's just it's not. It does and it doesn't matter at all. Um, yeah. But there's two cursed items left. There's a gramophone, and then there's a gentleman's magazine. So uh, Dean naturally decides he's going to go after the porn, and Sam is left to go deal with the gramophone, who was bought by a mom that seemed like she thought this was going to somehow impress her her kid, who's like playing an iPad on the couch where she he, puts no, this. Well, yeah, he's a total elitist. He only listens to vinyl. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what it, he's, he's eight years old he only listens to flack rips on his android yeah. tablets you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't have if he doesn't have the ability to get root he's not buying that tablet yeah, I'm no, saying. absolutely not so he's got this phonograph or gramophone whatever the hell it is i wrote um, down gramophone is it a phonograph i mean i wrote down mistake. phonograph okay don't know because they also say uh pornography and like the same gamut so i don't know e- either way the kids listen uh, to this I don't know what either is. So. Okay. Well, I know what both are. Like, it's basically an old style, like, vinyl, uh, like a turntable, but I just don't know the difference between a gramophone and a phonograph. Yeah, neither do I. Um, but he starts uh, hearing kind of like weird whispers coming from the machine. <laughs> and yes. uh, Sam busts in just in time um, to, to. Well, he hears take whispers. It. And yeah. the, he, the whispers tell him to go get a knife and to sneak up behind his, his mom and to stab her in the back. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a little <laughs> bit more extreme. Than- and, then, and then luckily, seven foot 19 Sam Winchester mm-hmm. bursts so through tall. the door. He's so tall. <laughs> rushes over, grabs the knife out of the kid's hand. The mom is screaming. She's terrified. And he basically just like screams her face, where's the gramophone? Yeah. <laughs> He's got no, absolutely no time for any of this shit. He's way too tired. That's what so he says. Tired. He's like, no, just give me the thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I got, you know, you should. He's do- practically soulless Sam at this point because he's so fed up with everything. He tells the kid something like, uh, you should really, like, this should be a lesson in listening to your parents or something, but I just don't have time and I'm too tired. I'm like, wow, way to be a, way to be an yeah. absentee father, Sam. Yeah. 
It's uh, definitely so, gramophone. Right. By, it's definitely gramophone, by the way. It's okay, okay, we got we got the gramophone. We're good there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I wrote down the note about the other business and how like everything was going out of business, and these two realtors are kind of like talking this guy up, uh, who owns a local business in the area, uh, and he refuses to sell to them. That's this whole pitch. There is they're trying to buy up every every store in town or in this area. Um, yeah, he refuses to sell. Uh, the female realtor is like, oh, okay, I think her name is Joyce. She she shakes his hand and says, okay, and then she crushes his hand, and then uh, she turns into him. And that's when we realize, oh, uh, these are Leviathans. So, uh, after this scene, Dean calls Sam and says, basically, like, hey, I got the porn, and uh, no, you don't actually want to know what it, you were cursed to do with this thing. So, <laughs> uh, they go back to Scott um, and his, you know, out with the old uh, antique store and uh just like he just feels really really guilty about this whole thing um because his he was constantly hassling his mom to sell the business because she could make a mm-hmm. bunch of money out of it and then when she finally sold the business uh the next day she passed away she got into a car accident which yeah. dean finds and I think, suspicious yeah i think we learned that the leviathans killed her we do yeah we'll, yeah. we'll eventually learn that the leviathans are responsible for her death and a couple more in the in the area uh this scene dean he, like the Scott guy is kind of a weird character. He's very uh, demure. He's very, mm-hmm. he's not you know he's not kind of in anybody's face, and he kind of looks shell shocked the entire time. Which I guess you know your mom dying, he's going to do that. Uh, but Dean gives some actually good life advice right here. <laughs> like yeah, the, he's the, like stop, don't feel guilty about that. <laughs> yeah, live your life in a, in a in a way that would make her proud, or at least not embarrassed. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> Dean Winchester, you've thought about this a yeah. lot, huh? Yeah, good you job. sure have. <laughs> yeah it's pretty solid advice uh is this where he calls sam to kind of like let him know everything that's going on uh and we we get a shot of sam blasting music in the car trying to keep himself awake because at this Mm -hmm. point he's not doing so great well right after Um, this just before we get to the sam stuff dean this is when dean like walks outside and he notices that every business has been sold by the same real estate agent this choice person so and then we cut over to, to sam who is yeah um yeah, not not doing great. Getting a little sleepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's back to Dean, who calls Frank to tell him about this realty company. Uh, he tells him about like the you know organization that controls this realty company or owns it, and uh, he asks Frank to <laughs> if he can hack into the this company's web- website because Dean has a has an itchy feeling about this. Uh, and when he asks Frank if he can hack the website, <laughs> Frank says, "Can a dog play poker?" The answer is yes. It's just one of those weird <laughs> Frank things. Thank you. Uh, but now and now, now it's back to Sam while we're waiting on that information to kind of build. It's back to Sam who is just falling asleep at the wheel. He's swerving all over the road. Um, this is bad. This is like real life, not just Hunter stuff. This is this is bad news. Uh, he almost crashes into a truck and is able to swerve out of the way just at like the last second. Um, and yeah, it's not good. So he decides the normal thing to do is not go get some sleep, not take a break, but nope. just go and stop for some more coffee. And, uh, and this is where a subplot that we've been kind of ignoring, uh, comes out at us. So, uh, we mentioned mm-hmm. Joyce, the Leviathan real estate agent, because yes, it's season seven and there are Leviathan real estate agents. Yes. Uh, Joyce has an assistant named George and she has been incredibly mean to this dude, George the entire time, just running him down and saying bad things about him, demanding that he opens the door for, her, even though he has his arm full of like papers that he's carrying for. Um, after she killed the hardware store guy, she basically told George like, Hey, you didn't pour this cup of coffee correctly. I need you to go across town and get this very specific, uh, you know, one pump, half, whatever, two sugar, vanilla, blah, 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 like an extremely long and yeah, ridiculous yeah. Starbucks order. 
Um, so he's at the coffee shop kind of arguing with this dude who accidentally gave him two pumps when, uh, when, but Sam Winchester shows up and orders a triple red eye. So he calls, he calls Joyce, uh, George does. And it's basically like, Oh man, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm going to get to eat Sam Winchester. And she's like, absolutely not. You, your whole job is to call me so that I can eat Sam Winchester. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a real, uh, chain of command. Unlike we've ever really seen even mm-hmm. with demons, you know? Like these people or these Leviathans are very much afraid of other Leviathans or of more powerful Leviathans. Um, where it seems like there was only like three or four like big bad demons. It seems like there is a very much a, a, a strong ranking system with the Leviathans. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I, I I wrote down here while so while Joyce is on the phone with George, who spotted Sam Winchester. Uh, she tells him to come back, like leave him alone for now. Come back to me. Uh, and there's a shot of her where in the house that she's staying in, where she walks off one side of the screen, and to show time passing, she then walks back on from the other side of the screen again. It's the same shot, doesn't move, she walks off and then walks back on the other side. Uh, and now it's like, okay, time has passed, George is back. Uh, and it's just this weird little shot. It doesn't really mean much, but I thought it was really cool, because it, it just stood out to me, I don't know. Nice, yeah, I like it when we call out the particular moments of direction or cinematography like that, so... A plus, Chris, you're doing well on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, she chews him out for assuming that he could could eat uh, a Winchester. Mm-hmm. And then it's back to uh, Dean. Frank is calling him back. Um, and he basically just says, like, yeah, this realty place, this is owned by by Dick Roman. Yeah, the, if you dig into it, uh, you'll find it's all Dick all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and basically, so the Leviathans are the ones buying this property, and they, they really don't have any idea what's happening. Um Sam arrives and Dean tries to, you know, basically f- inform him of all of this stuff that has been happening. And Sam is just so out of it that he can barely put three or four words together. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think this is actually when Lucifer was singing Stairway to Heaven, but you can just imagine Lucifer doing mm-hmm, that constantly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this scene because they're in a coffee shop at night with the windows uh, open to the street mm-hmm. next to them. And it was just a very unique look for Supernatural. They don't usually have. These kind, it's either like indoors or just like in a field or in a wet pipe factory, but it's not ever just like on a busy city street at night. And I, uh, or you know, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like this scene seemed unique. This setting seemed unique for the boys. Honestly, with the snow and with the the kind of unique um, storefronts that we've gotten, and then this whole coffee shop scene, as well as you know, the the this is the the final scene is going to take place in an antique shop as opposed to a wet pipe factory, which is always good. It feels like they maybe were on like a different set. Like maybe they went to. I don't know what it's next to Vancouver, Toronto or something. Like maybe they do it yeah, next maybe door. Maybe they actually went down to Portland. Like, I don't know. It <laughs> yeah, I don't seem, know. The taxes and everything would be different. I don't think they'd want to. <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. You have to get a whole new labor force and all that stuff. So yeah. It wouldn't work. Um, but they, Dean gets a phone call and it's from Scott. And uh, Scott says that he has looked into a mirror and now he's having all of these crazy thoughts and he doesn't know what to do. So uh, Sam and Dean say, okay, we'll, we'll be right there and we're going to go save you from this, this cursed mirror. But mm-hmm. of course they just, we we know for a fact that this is just Leviathan's made him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we go back to uh, Scott where he gets off the phone, and of course Joyce is, and George are, are right there wearing their like bright red real estate agent. Yeah. Uh-huh. I actually really liked the look of these uh, Leviathans as the episode went on. I was like, I don't like acclimating to them in a way that that was interesting. Like, I'm not necessarily like, villains I want to have stick around, but the actors were very charismatic, and uh, their outfits were so like brightened in your face that I kind of started to like it. 
it's very garish, and I can I can appreciate mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a garish turned horror mm-hmm. from from time to time. So I, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, Joyce says that they're going to obviously have to kill Scott, but um, Dick Roman doesn't want them, you know, in the papers. They can't they can't publicly do it. So he's going to she's going to have uh, George turn into Scott and mm-hmm. live Scott's life for thirty years, as she describes it. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> And, and basically, we find out that she's been killing all of the other shop owners that didn't agree to sell their places, yeah. um, even though she was under direct orders not to do so from Dick. This whole thing feels a little clunky to me, mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. we're obviously we're, we're trying to set something up so that George makes his makes his rebellion play. So she has to be yeah. extremely horrible and miserable to be around for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just showing, you know, I, I might, again, not love Leviathans in general, but I like that they are at least trying to to make them stand out in a way um and yeah here it's just like hey she's not following the rules she's not doing what she's supposed to do uh and i'm gonna stab her in the back because of that um so you know the boys are getting tossed around getting beat up Mm -hmm. uh sam is fighting george and george is suddenly like hey um stick my head in that bucket of that like cleaning solution and this extremely convenient uh bucket of a borax yeah that we which makes right me here. think that he set it up like has well, i don't be, know man. has to be scott's not cleaning stuff this is his mom's no, old no. antique shop he's not he's <laughs> not chemically treating the antique shop right now so he he says uh yeah dunk my head in the borax and then get the sword and he you know i was referring to a, an antique sword that is that is in the room and jeremy mm-hmm. my tell oh me, my tell me chris just Sam Winchester cutting off a Leviathan's head with the sword is all I've ever needed in this world. Uh, fans of the show, I just want, in case you don't know, if I love swords. It's a kind of my internet shtick, is how mm-hmm. much I like swords. But really, mm-hmm. I was super jazzed up about this. I was like, fuck yeah, Sam Winchester. He's like Harry Potter killing the basilisk. He just comes out of nowhere with a sword and he, kills somebody. He breaks open that glass and he grabs this bronze-ass sword that I was convinced would either be cursed or magical of some in some kind of way. Yeah. Um, turns out it's, it's just a sword. I don't know if the sword ever comes up again. The Wikipedia no, it doesn't. They should be using it to kill the Leviathans. Wiki- Why don't they use the sword all the time is the good question. Uh, yeah. They should just be able to if keep Sam the sword. just had a sword from now on, I would be like... Oh my god. He just my Halloween costume every year. Back, just, just one <laughs> giant sword for one giant He's man. He's a fucking Winchester, or a Witcher Winchester. I know you like anime girls with uh, giant swords, so just imagining those same giant swords, which are just normal looking size for Sam. I mean, that, that has to be some yeah. good shit right there. It'd be so proportional. He's seven foot nineteen, as you put it. Seven foot nineteen, yeah, accurate. Um, so Sam grabs a sword uh, right as she's about to fuck up Dean Winchester. Sam sneaks up behind her and chops her head off, and then uh, we get kind of our our breakdown at the end uh, where they question mm-hmm. George and say, "Well, like, hey, you know, number one, why are you, why are you helping us?" And he's like, "Well, I didn't." You know, I, all I want to do is eat her. Like, I am just here to eat that body so that that, because that is the yeah. only way that I can kill her and that she will stay dead. Like, that's going to be the only thing that's going to happen. I just want to, can she's a miserable boss who is going to make me do horrible things for the rest of my life. And I think that sucks. So I just want to eat her. And then, like, and he's kind of got this really great attitude about it. Like, the whole episode, he was kind of, um, kind of a, kind of a schmuck. And then, uh, now yeah, he's kind of yeah. got like some, some, some confidence in him. Like, he's kind of like, you know, not, not, I could see this dude, you know, doing the 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 six shooter guns at you, right? Like as a joke, like a ta ta kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah, why yeah. <laughs> it just comes up in my head when I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, he, but he's basically saying, like, hey, you know, you helped, I helped you out. You know, you helped me out. Let me eat this chick, and then we'll go on our merry ways. Yeah, of course, it's not going to be that simple though, because um, I mean, that's great that they they're they do let him eat her, right? No, they do not. They very specifically, no, they they specifically say that that's not going to happen and uh, demand okay. that he tells them 
uh, all of the Leviathan's plans, which he doesn't know anything about the place in Wisconsin. So I just thought that because we just don't see her again, I just assumed he ate her. But yeah, oh, yeah uh, no, not at all. They start questioning him and he starts being like, yeah, no, we're not interested in killing people. That's just like become part of this. Like they came here to buy up all of this land and buy up all of these places. We don't really know why they're taking over, but they intentions weren't to kill anybody that was just joyce kind of going rogue and killing people um and they they they're gonna build george a, says uh, that they a research center yes that's right uh and george says that they, they gotta think big picture um and I, I wrote down here that dean shouldn't get so close to the leviathan during his tough guy talk where he's like screw you man because like leviathan's got like huge mouths and like could I totally mean, eat that, your face that dude could just literally turn into a leviathan and chomp down on any one of them or either one of them immediately like i don't know yeah. why that didn't happen i don't know but um so yeah dick is building a a research center for disease um and he says that like they want to cure cancer and they're uh we're only here to help. That's the last thing that we hear from George before it cuts to the next scene. Um, and I think that at this point, I don't remember where the season goes. Um, I'm sure they're not here to help. But I think that's a really interesting sort of dynamic to start setting up. Um, like, what if the Leviathans are taking over, but they want to rule humanity and not wipe them out? Like, we don't fully know. We've heard Dick talk some shit, but what do we really know? I um I also I, don't, I have a very hazy memory of the rest of the season seven, but my mind instantly went to uh basically like you know who else was interested in curing cancer are people that that breed cows, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. want your the meat that they sell to have cancer in it because nobody wants to That's, eat yeah. a hamburger with you know leukemia on it. Nobody wants that. sure. So I'm I'm I just my These mind cows going to stop smoking. Yeah, seriously. Uh, who gave cows to cows cigarettes? What did we do? What are we doing? Guys? These cows cigarettes. <laughs> you ruined a perfectly good cow, is what you did. Um, they uh, yeah, that's what I assumed. Is that they want they they definitely want us, you know, fat, happy, and healthy, so that they can they can munch on us for as long as they want to. They want to turn yeah, us into chattel. Yeah. Uh, that 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 is that's where my mind went. I don't actually remember if that's true or not. That that, but who knows? So because I have not watched ahead, I'm I'm way I'm no. I've not had time to watch Supernatural. Uh, so they get out and they're, they decide they've, they've loaded up a U-Haul trailer and they've hitched mm-hmm. it up to this like old beaten small truck, uh, which I have, I would love to see a side shot of Sam pitting those, those seven foot night yeah, legs he, up in that, in that truck. <laughs> that's Jesus. the truck that he was driving earlier. Yeah. So I'm like, There's how no is way. he like, no yeah. way have you been in a truck that size before there's no yeah way. they're not big they're, they're not big i mean like a like a, a seven foot man cannot fit into one and of that's why trucks. when they when they get in the truck dean t- like demands that sam get some sleep now he's like you can't get any worse whatever lucifer's doing to you can't get any worse when you're asleep so just fucking sleep uh but what he meant was like hey bro there's not really a lot of uh, room up here can you go sleep in the back in the bed of the truck please <laughs> but sam doesn't take the hit and he no. just sits up front um bad Snorted moon rising starts all, all, all the way to frank's house oh yeah dean is like for that reason alone he's like please sit in the back seat i can't deal with this gas anymore not, no, i'm so so done with it but yeah uh bad moon rising starts playing as they as they drive away with the u-haul that's the second time that we've we've heard this song mm-hmm. uh right yeah 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 when they got crushed by the truck in season one uh that's the song that's playing but yeah so they, they show up at frank's and this is where like the music goes from being like soundtrack to like actually playing from frank's trailer uh which is always a fun effect yep. and um 
they uh you know they start calling out to him yelling uh dean knocks on the door and he's like frank hey it's us i'm coming in don't shoot please (laughs) um and the place is just completely trashed there's blood everywhere like the evidence of like him looking up stuff on dick is like strewn about everywhere uh this shit is not good whatsoever yeah this looks like uh sam got uh brutally kidnapped and and maybe had some bones broken along the way just for good measure um Uh, not not good for old frank no not good for frank uh i i appreciate that this happened not that i I, like i said i liked frank uh he was fine and um i don't always want them killing off characters because you know (laughs) it's like a revolving door in supernatural but um i at the beginning of this episode was commenting that i didn't like that he was sort of a plot replacement for bobby in a way um it Good just news, felt, Chris. Not, <laughs> now he's yeah. not a plot. Now he's not a plot anything. <laughs> I was just about to call it lazy, and then they go. It's as if like the writers at the same time that the me the viewer started to kind of click with. Hey, you're kind of doing the same thing again. Like trying to strip down the boys, but then you just replaced one thing for another. Like that's not mm-hmm. like who cares. Um, but just as I started to feel that way, they're like, "Yeah, no, don't get comfortable. We're taking him too." Which is good, and it, leads, it, it yeah. continues our tradition of uh, season seven episodes ending in a kind of an unresolved manner. Like none of these Mm -hmm. episodes have really ended with, uh, you know, people shaking hands over the top of the car and being like, Oh man, what have we learned today? Dean? Well, Sam, (laughs) you know, what are those things? It's, it's not that it's, it's kind of left, um, uncomfortable to a certain degree. Yeah. Although I will say they, they kind of, they saved some of the people and, and sort of hunted the things. They got all the Uh, things they did good. They got, yeah, they, they destroyed all the cursed objects that they could find. Mm-hmm. uh well, scott they, they, they told him to just get the fuck out of town they're like they, just go whatever they, they boxed up all of the 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 cursed objects and just said that said they were going to take them to frank's house for some reason so i don't know what why they were doing that like frank doesn't seem like a cursed object kind of guy but sure no, whatever. No. so yeah that's i didn't know if it was all the cursed objects in the u-haul or if it was the leviathan in the back of the u-haul it's uh it's both uh because they okay. said they show they show them putting the um the severed head of joyce into uh into the safe along with the cursed That's objects right. and That's then they right. somehow these two boys with superhuman strength load this safe into a to a u-haul so sam's big dude he's been he you know he's it's true He's big. <laughs> he's he's been eating his vegan wheaties right yeah that's right sure um yeah, this is you know it it ends uncomfortably. Like they they did a good job, but it's you know it, it's kind of it kind of gives you an uneasy feeling for the next episode of like what's going to happen is is Frank dead? Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen a body yet, and you know TV rules are you got to see the body if, if not the body dismembered before we trust that they're dead. So, <laughs> uh, I I liked this episode a lot. I liked that this is very much one off monster of the week type thing, while also very much leaning into the main plot. Like it does both things, I think, really well. Very classic supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, the early seasons were perfect at this, at giving us individual cases and monsters while still driving forward the main plot. Uh, and this this is the best of both worlds for me. I think it's I think it's extremely good as well. Uh, it's you know that that typical monster week format is something I really get a kick out of, especially because you know I've said it before on the podcast, but Warehouse Thirteen is, is one of my favorite shows ever. So like a crossover event basically with, with the yeah. supernatural, where they're hunting down you know cursed objects is always going to be my jam, and seeing how people interact with those cursed objects is always good. And yeah. then the, the Leviathan stuff is, is feel just feels smart, like it feels like a good villain mm-hmm. plot. These guys aren't yeah. They they obviously knew who Sam and Dean were when they saw him, so there wasn't any of this like pretending not to know who the guy that you've been chasing is. But they're also not chasing Sam and Dean. It was just a coincidence that they ran into Sam right. and Dean, and I th- I like that a, 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 
I like that a lot. Like having yeah. these people just do their own shit and Sam and Dean accidentally fuck it up every once in a while is works for <laughs> me in a, a really good, good and satisfying level. Yeah. The, um, uh, the cursed objects had <clears throat> absolutely nothing to do with the Leviathans other than the fact that they killed the woman who owned all the cursed objects, but they didn't, they didn't kill her cause she owned cursed objects. They killed her because they wanted her property. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they just wanted her actual property. It makes you wonder like what they would do with cursed objects. That seems like that would be something they'd be into, but maybe they yeah. don't really care, care about the occult that much. So. They don't know about magic, despite being like primordial monsters. <laughs> sure. I'd... Leviathans are weird, Chris. Like If you put a lot of thought <laughs> into it, they're, really, weird, they're really fucking weird. How did they know they do any of this stuff? It seems really I strange. Whatever. Oh. Uh, yeah, I like this episode a lot. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's good. Like season seven continues to just really just pay off in dividends. I know, mm-hmm. uh, I know one of our, our listeners specifically doesn't like it because we have not seen, uh, our boy Picastiel because he's, he's dead. Um, <laughs> uh, but like overall, like this, this shit is really good. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like when we get episodes about monsters and double brother trouble. Uh, Sam cut off a monster's head with a sword. Yep. If I didn't say that earlier, let me say that again. <laughs> what is that? Like, so, at a 1 to 10, like you'd maybe give this episode like a 6.3 or a 7.5 or something? A 10. But it's I would have. It's, it's, it's an automatic 10. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I can't believe that I didn't remember that. <laughs> and I think it's. Be, into I swords think, back then? To be fair, I've always thought swords were pretty cool, but I was sure. never a sword guy until I got on Twitter.com and started okay. acting weird. <laughs> that makes sense. That does make yeah. sense. Um, well, let's get out of here, Chris. Let's let's yeah. let's end this podcast. Man, uh, that was a quick one, huh? It was. We were in and out of that one. There's not. There was not a lot of. I mean, there's there, it, the plot moved really fast, but there's not yeah. like a, a lot of like in depth stuff to discuss. Like the the Dean's relationship or not relationship advice, but his like mom advice of you know don't live like that was probably like the deepest we got. I think. Yeah. So uh, otherwise, it, it was just kind of a continuation. So we didn't get our, our we didn't get one of our opportunities for a good fifteen minute long <laughs> introspective yeah. look yeah. at Dean and Sam's emotions. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for the wonderful people over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you want to support the show directly, that is the best place to do so. Uh, you can find the podcast and all of its links at monsteroftheweek.cool. I'm on Twitter at JG Greer. Chris, you are? I am at Local Bones on Twitter. If you see pictures of swords, just just, uh, just tweet them going. at me. Keep going. <laughs> we need all of the sword pictures you can possibly get. <laughs> Do you remember that thing with, I don't remember quite what it was. Was it a dude that came home with a lot of swords? And then uh, like just literally our entire like Twitter kind of community just kept tweeting at you all day. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens, man. It happens. It I appreciate happen, that everyone man. thinks of me. Uh, thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week yes, with thanks, a, uh, with a return of somebody special. Ooh. Mm. Bye everybody. Bye. if you've spent a lot of time watching vines but uh watching what vines oh i have not no tell me about them well there's just there's just what i just keep thinking of it there's this one vine of like these two like clear like emo kids i guess and like cuddling at a coffee shop and whoever is filming he just keeps going what the fuck is that allowed (laughs) is that allowed he's just asking whoever works there And then, like, the vine ends with the girl of the couple just being like, stop it, stop. (laughs) Uh, But I just...
every time I see something weird now, I just think, is that allowed? Because <laughs> I'm a fucking is that allowed? child on the internet. All right. Let's bring that microphone in. Open up the Discord app on our desktop. Find the Podcast Monster of the Week channel. Enter podcast recording. Hello there, Jeremy. Whoa. Do you ever uh, do you ever just forget that you're in a voice channel and you just have the headphones on? Me, am I supposed to knock before I come I in? I think so, man. You got to make some noise or some shit. You can't just be yelling my name out all of a sudden. I did do a countdown, but you weren't there for it because I wasn't in the channel yet. Yeah, see, that's that's not the way that works. You have to you have to let me hey. know. Well, all right. Hold on. Come on, come on, little guy. You can do it. I believe in you. I'm talking to my mouth, not you. No, I'm, I'm, not that I'm, I don't believe in you. I'm here for it to listen to you talk to your mouse, so please continue. I believe in you, but I wouldn't call you little guy, probably. You certainly wouldn't do it twice, Chris. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's equally um, embarrassing is that I got like a dumbass pimple coming right through the center of my tattoo right now. Hey, uh, Chris. If somebody had told you when you were 13 that pimples never went away and you would always have them for as long as you live, I, I, would you have believed them? Because I would I would be pissed. Like, when I got my first pimple after 30, I was like, excuse me? I'm sorry? Yeah. I was supposed I'd to be done with this. <laughs> yeah. I, got a, I have a pimple right now, and I could feel it on my chin, and I was like, hey, Chris, don't worry about that. You got a big old beard. There's no way that anybody's going to be able to see this pimple. No, it's as if the Red Sea has parted just enough. My beard hair has parted just enough it, to to reveal this giant ugly pimple underneath. I do um, not like you referring I, to your beard as the Red Sea. I don't think that that's a that's cool why, thing to do. Unpack it. Why does it make you uncomfortable? Just, it, what's I, it make you think of? I mean, of? I just don't like it. I don't think I need to unpack anything. <laughs> you can just put your beard away for one. <laughs> Stop referring to it with names. Like I'm that. pretty sure that I'm gonna shave my beard into just a mustache. Um, into just a mustache? Are you serious? Yeah. He's rocking so, just a mustache nowadays. What are you doing? First, well, first of all, it would be just for bands. It'd just be for for the LOLs. Oh, it'd be, um, it'd be for the it'd be for it. the Minchies. Is what I'm hearing. It'd be for the <laughs> it would be for the Minchies. Do it so, for but the here's minchies. the other thing: is that it's <laughs> the, the it's fans. been so long. <laughs> It's been so long since I've shaved my like face um, that it feels like I need to. I always feel like I need to reset my beard every couple of years. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, and I just figured I hate being clean shaven because I look like a dweeb. So I figured, well, instead of looking like a dweeb, I could look like a seventies porn star. Um, don't, please don't do that. I so I did this. Uh, I was trying to grow a. Um, this was for like an aborted bit, but I was going to, I was trying to do like a goatee thing. And so I I did the thing as I was, so I did the goatee thing and like I showed Autumn and she was like, you need to remove that from your face immediately. (laughs) So then I did the the mustache thing and she was like, nope, that's not any better. In fact, it's quite a bit worse. You need to remove, you need to go ahead and remove that soon. So my dad has rocked a mustache for my entire life. So I have, I have the built that like built in. um, Scary. Yeah. Gary, please stop. Yeah. He's, it's actually it's currently a goatee. I noticed yesterday when we were um, at dinner that uh, it's a full goat right now, and it probably has been for like two years. But I just always assume he only has a mustache. I um this a couple of weekends ago we had that derby party, and uh, mm-hmm. so like my stepmom took a picture of me and my dad together. 
um, which is not unusual, but like we don't take a lot of pictures together or whatever. Uh, so I was like, when she showed it to me after the fact, I was like, oh, I hadn't actually taken a picture since I grew like my little beard thing that I've got going here. And uh, boy, do me and dad look a lot alike now. <laughs> boy, do we do we just look exactly alike from now on? And like, boy, that's creepy. I don't. Yeah, I've I've seen pictures of your dad and been like, hmm, that looks like maybe it was this picture that you're talking about. I don't know. Um, but I've seen a picture of him and thought that looks a lot like Jeremy. Yeah. Also, it, well, so a couple years ago when I uh, I was Bob from Bob's Burgers for Halloween, I had just the mustache mm-hmm. for one night only, uh, and everybody was just telling me how much I looked like my dad. So I got that to look forward to. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dad. Hope I'm as bald as you are. <laughs> Is it going fast, Chris? Uh, no. It's it it started to it, but it hasn't moved much in the last year or so. It's just thinned in the front a little bit. But uh, I mean, you've seen you've seen my picks. You know how it is. I don't see a lot of your picks. Like all I see is um, all I see is what you put on Twitter. So I put most of my selfies on Twitter because everybody is very flattering to me. So <laughs> they, 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 are, I, they are extremely I, flat. Every time you, everyone's like, "Oh, look, it's Chris. <laughs> it's that guy I from the movies." Right up. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that. I'm gonna put this uh, this picture in the podcast notes section for you so you can tell me if i look like my dad or not okay <clears throat> i can totally see it but hey that's not a bad thing you got a good looking dad that's a good looking dad oh yeah we, he's we, got he's got a full head of hair the groom men know what's up yeah yeah you do you look you do guys look a lot alike <laughs> a lot more stylish than my father and i <laughs> Well, I mean, we were dressed up for an occasion. Like normally, this like he'd be in some sort of fishing shirt, and I would be, you know, in a sure. in, in some a, sort of podcast shirt. Yeah, yeah, in a monster of the week shirt with you know <laughs> Dean and Sam's face on it. We were watching music videos with my stepmom on Friday night, and Autumn put it on the mm-hmm. uh, the monster of the week stuff, and like just showed it to Tanya, who has no like has never watched Supernatural and doesn't really like right. other than like the basic, very very basic premise, has no understanding of it at all. So just put on like the I'm Toward video, and I was like, I don't think that she's gonna <laughs> like. I don't, I don't know if this works by itself. Yeah, <laughs> like, wrong crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how was your Speaking of wrong crowd, oh. uh, Mother's Day was good. Well, <laughs> I guess this is tying into that anyway, because I made that Mother's Day post from our Twitter. <laughs> and um, <laughs> for like a second, I was worried that those role players were going to tear us uh, a new one. Did you see the responses to their tweet, by the way? Yeah, I did. That's There's, what I was thinking. You just, you just, leave, just leave them alone. They're just mean. And I'm like, no, we're not. Yeah. We just want to like, be No, we're not. <laughs> We didn't at you. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't at Mary Winchester (laughs) underscore fifty six. Like, why would because we don't because we would never do that. Mary Winchester, the person who yeah, the Mary Winchester who retweeted it was actually funny. She was like, for one thing, rude. I was like, all right, she gets it. No, she gets it. But then everybody responding was just like mad at us. I was like, guys, we don't know you. This wasn't for you. I'm gonna go ahead and put that into the into the show notes so people can can go look at that tweet because that was kind of funny. I thought. Mm I was checking. I was like, we're going to have bad reviews now. <laughs> they don't like us making fun of Mary Winchester. Not at all. Not at all. Man, we're on episode 75. Can you believe Can you believe that? I hardly. hardly. Man, video games coming out on Fridays is weirding me out. Yeah. Why was, it, why was Tuesday the thing? I mean, it still is for a lot of stuff. But, but why? 
Um, I've always just heard it was a shipping thing. So it was like the best way that because you, you could ship something on a Monday and people would get it in stock on Tuesday and therefore that you wouldn't be able to because uh, they knew if they shipped it earlier than that. Um, and this was video games, CDs, movies that everybody would break street yeah. date. So like you would just have it super early. So I gotcha. But I, I, I don't sense. know as to the, the truth of that. That was just always what I heard when that comes up. Okay. Well, I never heard anything. So this is, I'm going to take that as gospel. Well, you're, you know, you're welcome. I'm here for you, Chris. I'd like to educate you. Why does this keep um, happening? I'm doing the wrong. That's the one that I want. Oh. There was also in the replies to this, um, like a, 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 a role play, a Lucifer role play person started. I saw that. Yeah, started like, getting good, into good it. Good look for you or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, y'all, calm the fuck down. I can't tell if y'all are being fun or are, are angry. <laughs> Uh oh wow somebody Hold says on. is it bad that I laughed for a moment No it wasn't it was a good joke everybody it's for you guys it's for supernatural fans I'm just going right? to go through and like and like all of the responses to this, this Yeah that way you know they know that you're in on the joke <laughs> Don't play the mini mind they're just mean happy mother's day It's a fake account it's not the real mm-hmm. Mary Winchester mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Ridiculous. Doesn't even have a high quality photograph on this on this Twitter banner. What are you doing? Shit. Shit. I do. Sometimes I think like the hardcore supernatural fans wouldn't like us, but we love it just as much as they do. Probably, we're just you know we're just more. old. We we we're just yeah. We, <laughs> we put in work. <laughs> <laughs> you think this shit is easy? We do this every week. <laughs> What do you do every week besides watch Supernatural? Nothing. Yeah. You guys go to you guys go to school and then do your homework. We work Please. forty hours a week plus, plus and record multiple podcasts. We're out Am here. Am I getting on my high horse right now? Yeah. Man, you guys are just talking about some Dragon Ball, huh? Listen, that's mostly Eric and Ian. Uh, Eric is watching like all of. Um, original dragon ball before before the z came in mm. and that's a that's an undertaking that's like 150 episodes i've never seen all of it i just watched it when it was on like tv when i was a kid and uh jess watched like 30 episodes of it and i watched some of those with her but yeah i uh never really seen that original show what is the difference between dragon ball and dragon ball z so you know goku is like the the main character guy um dragon ball z is when he's a grown-up and it's a lot more serious but you know quote-unquote serious it's just more fighting and stuff um dragon ball is when he's just a little kid and it's more just like hijinks and like wacky adventures and stuff mm, so it's like the indiana jones movies versus um young indiana jones the tv show i have yes i'm sure <laughs> you've never seen you never saw that show no <laughs> i don't think it was the young it was like indiana jones jr or something like it was something really weird but it was basically like the the, the teenage adventures of indiana jones yeah, this is like the teenage adventures of Goku. He runs around. He's his penis is always out. Um, Whoa, <laughs> that's a true thing. Yeah, he's just a little boy who lives in the woods and doesn't wear pants. And it was the eighties, you know. The young Indiana Jones Chronicles. I, I did get that right. Oh yeah, this was I'm happening around the time cartoons. you you were born. So this was ninety two and ninety three. So. And did I don't know if I posted it in the Discord. I went out with my family for sushi yesterday, and uh, the the my parents know the the people who own it so they brought out they're like oh there's like a special item it's not on the menu uh and it was this like sushi dish and they were like it's called a dragon ball and i i shot out of my seat <laughs> excuse I was like, me 
Did somebody say my name? If it, then, if it had um, been called the Mary Winchester, you wouldn't have responded so quickly. Yeah. Um, but the it like legit like looks like a Dragon Ball. It had like the little star in the middle and everything. I was like, did they do this on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. I uh But then she was like said something about how like her son like came up with it and I was like yeah. if he's a young boy, he's gonna love Dragon Ball, right? I just sent it to you. Because I took a picture of it. I didn't send you like a like a order of it. That would be too far, I think. The guy it's that raw played sushi, you know? young Indiana Jones is um, Sean Patrick Flannery, who you might know from such movies as The Boondock Saints. <laughs> so that's oh. so weird. Thank you, oh. IMDb, for bringing this together for me. <laughs> Appreciate that. Interesting. That looks dope. Is that a Dragon Ball? That was a Dragon Ball. Like, is that something that's recognizable from the show? Yeah, other than uh, it's the in the show, it's orange and not green. Okay. But you can't make, like, it, I mean, that's avocado, obviously, so. Yeah. It is was there any sushi good. under that? <laughs> it, was, it was just full of sushi. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. That yeah. looks great. I ate a, a ridiculous amount of sushi, because, like, everybody at the table was like, oh, we're going to get an order of this. I ordered two separate things of sushi for just me. I was like, no, we'll all share. It's cool. <laughs> and then I just like, kind of didn't touch any of the other food that they ordered, and I just not. ate like all of my sushi and all of everybody else's sushi. Um, it was a trip. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you share? That's not right. Don't yeah, because I'm kind of new to this, new to the sushi game. Like I've eaten it over the last five or so years, mm-hmm. but only probably within the last two years have I really started to look, to like get into it. So it's just it's a new chapter in my life. <laughs> It's all about sushi. Sushi's good. We we pretty much just entirely live on uh, nigiri at this point, which is just you know raw fish on some rice and some soy sauce. Fuck yeah, yeah, and that's just kind of like yeah. that's kind of my jam. Um, yep. I can do sushi rolls. Uh, we've got a couple of really good sushi spots that are, like that are local, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason, like they get they've gotten real into like baked sushi rolls and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not here. For, like I'm not going to go to a sushi spot and like eat cooked fish. You know what I'm saying? No, like, that's not going to be what's that's, happening. That's not yeah. that's not what I'm looking. I'll go for. to um. Yeah, I'll go to a Red Lobster for that. Sure. Yeah, I'll go to a fucking Olive Garden and get their, that that shrimp scampi if I wanted cooked seafood. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that unlimited scrimp, that. Olive Garden. That's what I want. In this place, they they make very uh, alcoholic drinks. Um, Did my boy get a little lit yesterday? Your boy got a little, like a like a tiny bit lit because it it might help. That it's maybe maybe five to ten minutes on foot from me. Oh, nice! So, so you could just you could just cruise right over, get some yeah, drinks, and yeah, then kind of waddle yeah. your way back. It's a good time. I watched uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Is that uh, a French movie? It is. Mm-hmm. I think that me and my dad rented that from Blockbuster when I was a kid, and he, it was in French, and he was so disappointed. <laughs> I can see because if you looked at the like if, if you went to Blockbuster and like picked up the VHS thing and like read the back of it, it's like you know two hunters arrive at a at a small town to hunt the the legendary werewolf or, or whatever, and you know political you know mystery abounds and it's all kind of cool action scene. Like if you watch the trailer for this, you're like, holy shit, this is the movie that I want to watch. But then yeah, you, you get there and it's like two and a half hours of French people talking. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Uh, you, sh- you should probably you should probably check that out again if you haven't, uh, and you can find out where all of the fashion from Bloodborne comes from. 
Oh, okay. Is that why you watched it? Yeah, that's it's been it's been on my list. I watched it like one time a long time ago, uh, but it didn't really remember much about it, and so uh, it did come mm-hmm. up a couple of times. JSF did a like a, a Twitter thread when he was watching it, saying like, "Oh, hey, look, here's like the, the outfit that Lady Maria wears, but it's Mon- on Monica Bellucci instead. <laughs> like that looks dope. <laughs> look at these like that's tri- what I mean. Try you know tri hat things like with the three points, and that's basically all of Bloodborne. So. That's what originally got me into Berserk. Years ago, somebody saying like, hey, this is kind of like that thing. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'll check that out. And now and now here you are, calling everything now Blue here Guts. here I am. <laughs> calling everything Blue Guts. I think it was Brad Galloway was on Twitter recently saying like, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm enjoy- that he was enjoying his read-through of Berserk for the first time. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't, he had not been informed that it had such like a gay... Uh, or a homosexual, like, I don't know, subplot, but like, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for here, but like overtones or whatever. And mm-hmm. I couldn't tell, I mm-hmm. couldn't, he's not the type to make those kind of jokes. Like, he's a straight up dude. So I don't think it, he's actually making that joke, but I'm just wondering, like, because I've never heard that about that. that, that oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I think when uh, Mai was recently like, expressing, like, why she didn't like Berserk, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that she didn't like about it. Um, one of them was that she was like, I don't buy the, the relationship between these three people. Yeah. Um, but the core of it is just a, uh, it's, th- it, everyone simplifies it to, uh, Guts is in love with Casca, who's a girl. Casca is in love with Griffith, who's a boy, and Griffith is in love with Guts. Um, it sounds like an 80s this, song. Like, yeah. And it's not really as simple as that, but it's just like, Yeah. What he said is true. There's a lot of, of, of undertones, and um, it's interesting. I think it's really interesting. I think it makes the relationship a lot uh, more dynamic than you'd usually get. They're not just like rivals or anything like that. It's like, mm-hmm. there's in a way, they are, but like Guts is so bent on proving himself to be Griffith's equal that it ends up, he, because he wants to like prove himself, like, I'm your true friend, like, a real friend wouldn't just stand in your shadow. A real friend would like stand at your side, but it just causes all these issues. <laughs> it's too many issues. This is so <laughs> many issues. This is not the place to get into it. Uh, I, I keep meaning to get into that and I just never have. I tried watching uh, one of the movies that had come out cause I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's a new movie. And then I, I was like, this kind of looks bad. Let me look online and yeah. overwhelmingly negative opinions about those new movies. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. I need to figure out a, a way to to consume this media. Yeah, it's not the animation is not like are the are all the anima- animated adaptations of it are they have their their strengths and their weaknesses. I think I think everybody just one hundred percent hates the the two new seasons. Um, but I don't really hate them that much. I just love Berserk. <laughs> I have pretty low standards <laughs> for the things that I like. Yeah, I just need it for I just need for it to exist. looking at humble bundle right now what's that what's up on humble bumble humble bumble i'm just looking at sales oh no you just, this is what Listen. happens when you turn into a pc underscore gamer this is what happens uh-huh. all, all you do is want to uh-huh. buy cheap games that you'll never ever play uh-huh. mm-hmm. i've been playing uh this game on my pc a lot but although it did something that like i couldn't tell if it was homophobic or not and i got a little bummed out Uh-oh. um what happened it's one of the it's from it's a jrpg from 2004 one of the characters is like very openly gay or probably like bisexual. I think is probably the better term for it is a dude. And he's very, he's like an eccentric artist type. And I was like, okay, so th- I mean, the game is making one of the main characters 
uh, bisexual, but like their representation of it, or like the other characters' reactions to this guy, just don't seem like very nice. <laughs> and I'm like, are they being like, are they being homophobic? Do they not like him because he's so eccentric and crazy? Or is it like, like I can't tell? I'm like, I don't know if this is being homophobic or not, but I don't like it. <laughs> uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf the the main character is like this this kind of dude from england who's coming in to like investigate on behalf of the of the french king and his mm-hmm. his his sidekick his partner is uh an american indian a native american guy and yeah. uh not only do they do like the he communes with the with the spirits of the forest kind of you know vaguely racist bullshit uh but they also like at one point all of the french nobility like the local nobility or whatever is like can he even breed with one of our women can is he oh my God. And like all this stuff? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, y'all, it's set in 1764, but like, we don't have to revisit all of this. Like, there's no point. You guys still right. haven't found the wolf. Maybe we need to go find the wolf right now instead of all of this bullshit. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Dude is literally like going up to and holding people's hands and being like, oh yes, your spirit animal is a caribou. I'm like, okay, all right, can we just sweet? Can we just delete this scene and go back to I don't know Monica Bellucci, you know, killing somebody or something? Yeah, it's like th- I. On the one hand, I want to say, like, okay, kudos for, like, including this type of character, um, but, like, shame on you for <laughs> not doing it justice. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, especially with these games, it's a bummer, because I want so highly to recommend them, but I don't want somebody to be like, well, this makes me feel bad, you know? I uh, It's it's weird, because you, you want to recommend stuff, but you also want to do it with, like, the caveat of, like, hey, this is not woke at all, and you need to know mm-hmm. that going in. Like, mm-hmm. you need to adjust your expectations, because... Um, Austin Walker said something a long time ago that I, I really appreciated. He was in response to um, people saying like, oh, you know, you, you guys just want all of this material to be safe and PC and this and this and this and this and this. And he was like, man, I'm a, I'm a black guy. I've been playing problematic shit and loving it for years. Like, I, I still mm-hmm. want to play this game. I just want them to be better. Like, it's okay to like something that's problematic. Like, that's that's not a problem. Like, it's just, right. just chill out. But I, I just had never, I've never put that into into such words before of like if you're lgbtq or if you're you know a, a black guy or whatever uh or a woman like you've been playing problematic and having to put up with all kinds of bullshit in games for such a long time right um you want to do the right. thing you want to do this podcast yeah, yeah let's do it let's do hey we're, we're deep in it <laughs> let's do a podcast what do you, you say let's do a podcast hey jeremy let's do a podcast cold open haunted shoes boom <laughs> Oh, is she a ballerina? And she got feet? Uh, she got- oh, no, she ain't got feet no more. <laughs> oh, no, she ain't got no feet. Uh, all of the Leviathan's plans, which he doesn't know anything about the place in Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? My yeah, what was that? My dog started sneezing in the background. Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast, my dude. Can you can you not? Can you get those allergies under control, my dude? Take a Claritin. Oh god. Take a Claritin, you fucking dick. There's fucking animals over here, I swear. You live in this house. Take a Claritin. Take a Claritin. You know how much of your dog hair I sweep up to keep myself from sneezing? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> podcast, everybody. Uh, it's fun when you uh, record them in a room with animals. Um... Uh, <laughs> I had totally forgotten what I was talking about. 